We welcome you back to the Two Guys Named Chris Show. Lisa Lanier is our official attorney of this program. She joins us every week at this time. Now, I have to apologize to her as well. Last week, we had a great story on the docket about uh, testicles in a refrigerator, and we never got to it. And Lisa had already put up the testicle images on her social media, so I promised her we'd lead with it this week. Hello, Lisa. How are you? Hey, good morning. Yeah, I really appreciate that, because if I have to spend the wee hours of the morning searching for pictures of testicles, right. I really like to be rewarded. Exactly. <laughs> and I just I, compl- Understandable. I just let you down last week. I apologize. <laughs> let's, let's get to the testicle story. This has been uh, in Lisa's mind and mine for a week now. We didn't get to it last week. There is a uh, transgender woman named Brianna Kingsley who lives in Michigan. Yes, Pontiac, Michigan. And she says that she wants to retain possession of her surgically extracted testicles, which have been kept in a mason jar in the refrigerator of her ex-boyfriend, William Wojciechowski. (laughs) And she is suing him to get those testicles back. And she wants $6,500 in damages because she doesn't think he's taking care of the testicles well enough. What would you have to do to it? Change the, <laughs> yeah. Change the formaldehyde. Spoil all, all of this. Uh, she wants her human remains back. Lisa, what are your thoughts on this? I believe she was denied in court. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. The judge ruled against her, and it was. I think the whole thing was staged or something like to almost oh. to be like the people's court or mm-hmm. something. It just seemed it was so comical. Mm-hmm. I watched the video of the hearing. The judge is just goofy acting and laughing the whole time mm-hmm. and the the uh plaintiff has this little dog in her hand and she's uh cursing and i mean but not in a not at the judge or like she's using you know expressions that contain foul language but in a funny way and just laughing and it, it she can't keep a straight face when she's talking about the fact that the ex-boyfriend didn't take care of the testicles and <laughs> so it, they were in a so they were in a jar, a glass jar in his refrigerator, and they were there for a really long time, uh, a little over a year mm-hmm. And after they broke up. And finally, he threw them away. He said it creeped him out the whole time. He's just not a you know body parts hanging around in his refrigerator kind of guy. <laughs> and, so he, uh, and, and under Michigan law, where this was going on, you are deemed to have abandoned your property if you leave it uh, somewhere for more than 60 days. And so I think that's why the judge ruled against her, although he didn't say that. He just kind of said, I just don't see any way. I don't, you know, I just don't see a path here to where I can award anything. And uh, and everybody was kind of laughing because she put the, the label $6,500. She was seeking $6,500. But I think that was just to keep it in small claims court. Uh-huh. I don't really Okay. I don't really think that she particularly attached that value to the testicles. But okay. This is a mockery of the justice system. It really is. It's How- a mockery. It was just, I don't even, I think they just wanted to be, it was, it's an area where these things are televised on like, I think a closed circuit channel mm-hmm. or something. I feel like they were just trying to get on television or something. You know, Kelly, when you were reading the particulars, I said, this sounds like a case for Judge Judy. It, well, yeah. It's, it's- it totally was. It was like a Judge Judy. Maybe even the judge set it up because it seemed like maybe he wants to be Judge Judy. I don't know. It was. Yeah, it was I awesome. see. Yeah, that's unfortunate. So where were the balls at this time? Uh, between the <laughs> baking soda and the pickles. <laughs> well, and the in here, so the the uh, lady, the, the plaintiff, uh, has been her whole life. Her nickname, I guess, used to start. Her first name used to start with the letter D. And uh, she's a large person, tall, mm-hmm. big, big boned. And uh, they called her Big D her whole life. And so <laughs> she kept talking about Big D's nuts the whole time. Oh, okay. that's a little too. Oh, come on now. Yeah. Order, 
border. This is, this is ridiculous. People. It, 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 yeah. really, it, was, it, it was very funny to watch. I mean, it was like it was like you're watching Benny Hill, too, because she, I mean, yeah. she really didn't. Yeah. She, she, she looked about like Benny Hill in drag. You know what yeah. I mean? It was, Come on now. We can't have this. <laughs> He's right. This is a mockery of your, of your profession. This is not right. <laughs> now, also, there's an interesting story today. A lot of people are into this about the song Hotel California. Three people, including a rare book dealer and a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame curator, have been accused of trying to sell Don Henley's handwritten lyrics to Hotel California, which, of course, is a legendary song for the Eagles. What is happening in this case? How did this all come about? How did they steal these handwritten lyrics? And what's going to happen in court? Because I think Don Henley is going to testify or has testified in this. Yes, he's going to testify. So so what the, the uh, different sides have different versions of what happened. So the, the people are not charged with stealing the lyrics. Mm-hmm. It's pretty clear they didn't steal them. What they are charged with is conspiring to possess stolen property. And so, you know, what, what Henley is saying is, you know, they're stolen. Mm-hmm. You make sure, you know, you made efforts to obtain my stolen property. And that is a crime. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't. And so what, what the folks who are accused, now they're, they're, you know, respected people in their industry of sort of like uh, archivists and collectors and curators. But it's not the first time. I and mean, one of them was sued by Madonna and was also sued by the makers of the film Gone with the Wind. For similar, for the way he procured, he had a pair of Madonna's, uh, those rubber panty things that she used to wear. <laughs> oh, yeah, rubber. I know what you're talking about. Of course yeah, so did. he had a pair of those that she said <laughs> she accused him of acquiring stolen goods there with the uh, rubber panties. I, I, I have that naughty book she wrote that time with all the pictures. Are the rubber panties in there? <laughs> the rubber yeah. Pa- yeah, there's pictures of rubber panties in there. Know that. Well, she, she lost, actually. She uh, he, acquired, he proved that he acquired her rubber panties legally. So, uh, well, many can claim that. <laughs> <laughs> He's not alone, is he? Kind of picture of these rubber yeah. panties. I've got to see these. <laughs> <laughs> but well, it's also it's also in controversy why these. So what happened was the whole Hotel California album was written on a legal pad, eighty handwritten pages, songs like Hotel California, Life in the Fast Lane, New Kid in Town, all the lyrics just jotted down as fast as he could write. Wow! And, uh, Whoa! Yeah, really cool, right? Yeah. So, but so a biographer who is at the center of this controversy had possession of these documents. And there's two different stories floating around. One was that he just found them in a dressing room that had once been used by the man. Mm -hmm. And another was that Henley gave him this set of documents when he was writing a biography about the Eagles and told him he could keep them. So there's, and he's not been charged with anything, which is kind of crazy. But, um, but Henley has been trying to get his old lyrics back since 2012, not just necessarily these but apparently he wrote, he hand wrote all of their songs and he, he lost them over the years. And so since, since 2012, he has been filing police reports and going to these trade shows where these people sell stuff like this and buying them back. Wow. I think that's Don Henley. Oh, no. <laughs> which, which, one you, which one of you has got my legal pads? Dr. <laughs> oh, Henley was in the best mental state when he, when I, he uh, had like, his hands on this legal pad. I so guess. I like, yeah. Why is he leaving pages of this legal pad? Everywhere? <laughs> well, you forget <laughs> sometimes. Well, what you'd think, that you'd, that's pretty important. These are all our songs. These, these are these big hits. What an artifact. Yeah. To get your hands yeah. on that? Holy cow. California legal pad? <laughs> my God. Well, do you think he's going to wind up winning? here because it now is going to court well it's really nobody really can believe that this is going to court and what they what the guys that are accused say 
is that you've got a starstruck prosecutor who, by the way, is getting all kinds of favors from Henley, including getting to come backstage on the tour. Uh. And all. So, so the prosecutor is hanging out backstage on the tour, which doesn't, it's not a really great look. But yeah, yeah. It's, um, so I don't know, you know, it's really going to come down to, I mean, he's going to have to prove, first, the prosecutor is going to have to prove that they were stolen to begin with. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be the biggest problem. Because it just seems like Henley, Henley just let this legal pad float wherever. <laughs> Fascinating. If I get my hands on you, what I'm going to do to you will make what I did to Don Felder look like a picnic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Lisa, not many. Are you going to ever be on another radio show where somebody does a Don Henley impression? I doubt it. Never. That's Never. pretty good. Never. That's they don't exist. Good. Very good stuff from Lisa Lanier, as always.